Hello everyone. We hope you are practicing social distancing and spreading awareness. Welcome to Ninja Talks. We are going to talk exciting stuff around experiences, learning and tips that help experts become better. I'm your co-host Sneh. And I'm your co-host Shriya. Welcome back to Ninja Talks. With a lot less traffic and even lesser pollution, we are breathing fresher more than ever before. Right from the Asia-Pacific headquarters of Google, a global leader, specialist for diversity, education, and developer relations. We welcome Ms. Baivavi Desai. Hello, Baivavi. Welcome to Ninja Talks. Thank you so much, Ria and Sneh. It's amazing to be here with you folks. So, how are you doing these days? I am doing good. Uh, as you rightly mentioned, uh, practicing social distancing, but not letting it affect to the work and trying out innovative ways on how to work from home. And yeah, uh, it's a tough time for everyone, but I think the show must go on. So, just catching up with a lot of things around. Great. So you have been actively involved with global developer relations, communities, developer student clubs, women tech makers, uh, that includes diversity and inclusion programs. Apart from that, machine learning boot camps, applied CS with Android, and a lot of other educational programs. So how are your responsibilities shaped and how do you thrive to nurture the global ecosystem with the team members? I would say it's an amazing experience. Um, definitely, I started my journey from my city, Ahmedabad, uh, where I was pursuing education uh, on engineering and doing a lot of activities. So starts uh, with a small contribution. And uh, I, I started my journey as a volunteer uh, at various meetups, um, various activities in my college, and then other programs which are meant for students. And then from there, it has been a tremendous um, experience of learning, meeting new people, discovering, and then exploring how I can help more people, um, how can I change their lives, and how can I give back to the society. It's always said that we see the medicine practitioners as uh, the great people who give back to the community. If we as an engineer can give a gift of education to someone or can give a motivation to someone, I think that's the best that how we can help the society. So it has been amazing. Uh, I started as volunteer, tried to taking few leads on running few activities, projects, festivals. And then I moved to Bangalore. I was uh, running my own initiatives back in Ahmedabad um, of educating women, uh, which are the elderly uh, women households. So teaching them technology. And then I somehow realized that I really love doing this. So uh, from there, I moved on to Google. And then initial time, I was figuring out how the ecosystem of the company is, what's the value, what are the kind of the global programs that we have and how do we make it regional. Uh, so it was figuring out a lot of complexities into an organization. And then once I got a hold of it, uh, I just started becoming better at piloting things at small scale and then scaling it up. 
if I could say from a student lead who used to conduct a workshop of 50 people, when I was able to reach around 10,000 people through a program that I was managing, it was like quite a satisfactory journey for me all across. And from there, um, taking my core experience uh, of program management, community engagement, uh, running and scaling the programs from India, I moved to Southeast Asia and Singapore. And then it has been, again, uh, a very unique experience understanding different countries, meeting people from all across the globe, Singapore being the APEC headquarters, and yeah, participating, um, running and scaling global programs as well. So very excited and satisfactory if I see or if I look back. So as you said, it's been a long, amazing journey for you. So. You started as the president of Entrepreneurship Cell during the college days of yours. So you were an active part of uh, programs like Google uh, Student Ambassador. That time it was really a good program. So Women Tech Makers, Google Summer of Code. Going ahead with this, you also hosted the first ever crossover conferences in India. What motivated you to be a part of these programs? And what path and ideas have you encountered to unlock the opportunities? Um, in terms of motivation, I always like mentoring and helping people. So that is the great motivation for me at the very first place. In addition to that, I keep exploring ways when I was in college as well. I was trying out to do multiple things and then figure out where my interest is and then go deeper into that. So very similar to that was the case when I was uh, going from one club to other club participating as a student uh, on seeing the activities that are being conducted. I landed on that entrepreneurship cell as well and I wanted to become an entrepreneur. Uh, I was already having a small startup in my college and then I thought that maybe uh, if I join this cell, then I'll be able to uh, not only grow myself as an entrepreneur, but I'll be able to help all the other student startups who are looking for support from all across the community. Similar to that, I had received the Women Techmaker Scholarship, and that is a scholarship that is normally given uh, to people who have great leadership, um, computer science contribution, and then interest towards contributing back to the community. So when I received that scholarship, I went to Tokyo in Japan for um, the international scholarship retreat. And I met uh, other scholars from around all across Asia Pacific regions. Uh, I think there were around 25 of us. And uh, when I met all of them, I kind of felt reassuring that, okay, uh, the thing that I have been thinking to do that is helping women in tech grow, it's not something that is only there in India, but it's something that each and every person from various country is trying to figure out. Like I had the same problem, which my co-scholar in Pakistan or Bangladesh or Sri Lanka also had. So that was a great sense of motivation. I always mention this to a lot of people it has been kind of sequential. So once I believe that whatever I have with me is an opportunity, if do it well, and by the time I finish it, there's a next opportunity already waiting on the door. So I believe that anything that you have, you do it so well that you are recognized by people. And then someone, some person or an organization or anyone will come to you saying that, hey, 
this is the next step would you like to take it so that is how my path has been carved always uh, so far starting as a rural student ambassador uh, to taking the lead as uh, organizing the meetups in gdg amdabad uh, taking up the role of women tech maker ambassador over there and then from there moving to google and running various across uh, programs it has always been uh, like that so i have a soft goal which i know i want to achieve and then the opportunities come which are aligning to that soft world mind blowing i must say so talking about the contributions that you started and you became motivated with deeper interest talking about entrepreneurship talking about opportunities that you unlock with your hard work and dedication now you are leading and creating a global impact with similar programs that you once were a part of and how are both the experiences and how growing with the help of these opportunities or programs look like from both the perspectives experience is phenomenal uh, as anyone could imagine because whenever you are a part of a program you have only imagined to be there uh, on the other side of the table as you put it right so it is phenomenal feels really good and on the top of it it helps you understand your user or your target audience better because you have been there so i often work with a lot of people who come from different fields who come from various backgrounds in terms of uh, their degrees their field of expertise and then working with me on the projects but i feel that i always have an upper hand when it comes to telling what would work in this project and what would not work and what our audience would like and what they would not like because i have been there so i feel like i am an advocate of our communities or our audiences and then i also have imbibed the values of my own organization mixing them makes the perfect program in addition to that uh, it is again giving me an opportunity to change the life of the people with whom i had worked so to be able to be in a position where i could mentor uh, people from my community i could mentor the students from my college i could mentor the women uh, ambassadors who are like how i used to be so it's a great sense of satisfaction that maybe through my help they would reach again something similar to where i am in a coming years and i have seen that happening as well so a very important thing is that you develop a little bit of a business understanding of the whole thing uh, when you are participating in an activity as a volunteer that's a separate thing whereas when you are running a program you think what value will this program add to my company definitely in devrel it is never a revenue impact that we are looking at but as we represent google as the go to team for any google's developer product we do need to see how do our activity adds back uh, as a impact as a business impact google as a company so um, that's a new thing and it took me time to understand because initially i came from a background where i was like okay let's run this let's run that and then you have to take a step back and see okay what is it in for the audience what is it in for company and how do we make that happen 
um second is also when you decide the goals of the company as well as uh, the audience needs you have to figure out how the process would work uh, and then strategizing that process is a very new experience let's say working on a program which impacts 1 million people across the globe 2 million people across the globe there are a lot of challenges and you have to make sure that your processes and infrastructure is up and running for any glitches that come their way right so that is a new experience you you tend to develop a, a mindset of setting up things in a way so that they are ready to scale rapidly that's amazing so what are your favorite memories from both being a volunteer or an attendee or a part of a program and leading a program for that maybe i can share how i became the ambassador so one of the seniors walked to my room and said that um, i i was the previous ambassador and i get to nominate the next one and i feel you could be a great candidate would you like to apply and definitely i didn't know anything about the program but i knew that google as an organization is a really reputed organization so i should not say no to this opportunity so i said yes uh, went through the interviews process cleared it and then was the invitation to attend the first summit and uh, that was probably my first sponsored trip outside of my hometown directly to goa which was a very different experience and when i went there uh, the first aha moment was like oh we have 270 google student ambassadors all across india coming together to one place in goa and then we have all the sessions lined up so you you have a feeling when you become an ambassador that okay you are one of the best people in your college and when you go there you feel that wow there are 270 more people like you and you are no longer near to matching what people are doing and where they are so it was a good memory and i would say i was a bit tense as well but yeah um, that was my first exposure to meeting a lot of people working in google and i could never imagine i could talk with them i could discuss what i am doing with them i could ask them questions directly and they were really there to give us time um, so that is my best experience i could also get to meet their other communities it was a summit for the google student ambassadors google developer groups and google business group together so i could meet a lot of people who were professionals so then it was an inspiration for me to see what the professionals in my field are doing because when you are in the second or the third year of a college you are still figuring out what to do what companies to work for and you don't have that kind of exposure studying in college in gandhinagar on how the world goes so when you meet the people who are working in top firms in mumbai bangalore delhi kolkata everywhere uh, you kind of get uh, your goals uh, you you get an opportunity to set your goals that okay this is the kind of a role where i could go uh, and this is the kind of a company where i could go so yeah it personally and professionally it was a aha moment for me when i started to run the women technical programs in southeast asia that was the most amazing thing uh, and reason being one i being a diversity advocate i always have like a soft corner and i feel strongly about the women in tech initiatives 
I also had done a lot of initiatives back in India uh, of mentoring people and mentoring my fellow classmates on helping them with anything that they want to progress in their careers. And uh, I was an ambassador myself, so I know how it feels. So when I was given a chance by my team that, okay, you have all our support. You put together the strategy. What do you want to do in Women Technical Southeast Asia? And they, they told me that you are the best person to put it because you have been there, done that. So do it yourself. So that was the best moment. I had to do a lot of research because Southeast Asia is a very different region from India and not everything would work in India would work here. But then being able to draft a region-wide strategy and then trying to make sure that all the stakeholders who are involved are aligned and then sticking to the plan throughout the year. That was like most memorable experience. Thank you, Vaivave. It was really amazing to know your diverse experience across the globe and running such an amazing initiatives and inspiring a lot. Talking about apart from the initiatives, we know that uh, Google Anitaba Memorial Scholarship which is now known as Women Technical Scholarship, you flourished and inspired many females globally, and that has come long way for you. So how the demographics have emerged over the time with opportunities and engagements? So um, I would say it is one of the best recognitions that uh, we could have to recognize women in tech telling to the world and showcasing their talents so that people have more role models to look up to. Uh, when I was growing up, I saw people around me as role models. And for me to see someone who is doing exceptionally well at a company in US uh, and a female, maybe better than that, if I would have someone who is doing exceptionally well in my hometown, that's going to be a more inspiration and why is though because i can relate more with that person so this program basically helps to get more local role models and those are the real role models that would inspire other people and inspire specifically other women in tech so the program has emerged um, they have diversified into a lot of regions, a lot of uh, different countries. And in addition to getting the scholarship, you also get into an elite network of women in tech who are thriving for working on challenging projects and who are working on, what, what would you say, who are working on super high edge technology projects. So sometimes it's just good to collaborate with these people and the projects also kind of help you elevate your career. It could be about landing at internships. It could be about landing uh, at jobs. It could be about becoming a great speaker or anything that you may say. Uh, but this program definitely helps to boost confidence of not only the scholar, but each and every woman in tech that is in touch with and around that particular scholar and it remains the same just the name has changed but the vision and the mission uh, remains pretty much the same in today's era as well and i am in touch with a lot of scholars and i would say each and everyone is doing the best wherever they are 
and we although we don't meet so often because of the geographic foundation whenever we connect and we say that we are scholars uh, we feel that we share a common bonding uh, that we could just quickly bond with each other and talk on to anything really nice community to be a part of continuing the same transforming different geographies including southeast asia india europe sub saharan africa mexico and many more how diverse are the needs and how do you approach them to deliver the best possible for their particular needs um that is an amazing question first of all i would say there is definitely no rocket science around on how do we figure it out but yes i have learned things on the go and as i explore new markets uh, i explore that people have different challenges people do have similarities also but they have different challenges they speak different languages and they have a different way of working which we should understand so that when i go there with my program uh, they don't they don't feel like it's something new or uh, someone from outside is getting it for them they should feel like it's their own um so i i had my first experience when i was working on the developer student club um so when i moved to singapore the first project was to pilot this program in indonesia and i was pretty confident that i have worked on the applied cs program scaled it all across india uh, so doing this thing in indonesia is not going to be um, so different so i was just ready to get in but then when i met people i understood in terms of maturity of the market how they perceive different technology and then what kind of products do they love the most we have to understand that i met few people there uh, i leveraged some of uh, our regional teams who are based in indonesia local people who know the students who know the universities to understand things and then accordingly made changes into uh, the go to market strategy that we have for the program so that was amazing the second thing was uh, when i was launching my machine learning boot camp so i had done a pilot in singapore and then i was doing it all across southeast asia and it was like next month indonesia after that malaysia after that some other country thailand and then it's very different so again when it was the first time i did feel that okay there are few things that i need to course correct but then i was used to it that before going to any new country understand the market understand what kind of projects people work on what are the technologies that they like what are the professional titles of the respective people so that you know that okay in singapore data scientists are in majority whereas in indonesia maybe data engineers are in majority and then understand how that role varies so those kind of insights help me a lot similarly when i went to mexico um, it was about understanding how their startup ecosystem works although they have a lot of similarity with southeast asia it was great to understand uh, that the mexican startups are emerging towards payments they are going hyper local as we are going here as well but they have different ways of approaching it 
So then having those insights and those conversations with the people just broadens your experience. And then if you are put to launch something in a new market where you have not at all gone as well, then you will be ready and prepared to take the program to the next level. So once you figure out and understand the market and the audience, putting up the strategy is not so challenging uh, because then you know how to achieve it. But yeah, it's an interesting exercise. And every time I go to a new region, I'm just looking forward to gather as many as information, whatever data points that I can get, uh, which kinds of strengthens my overall experience. That's a lot of travel, a lot of interaction. It must be exciting. Definitely. So considering the same, what steps do you visualize and suggest to bring the change for better in future for aspiring community leaders? And how can they help with the same? The communities are evolving. The community leaders are evolving and uh, the path of transition in terms of uh, trying out new formats, trying out new technology is something that they are getting and they are just getting better at it. So I wouldn't put any suggestions to them. They are even more well-versed in understanding the audience as I would be as the person running the program. So no suggestions over there. Um, Definitely, I would say in addition to um, growing the communities, um, it is important that you leverage all the resources, opportunities and everything that comes your way to make sure that you are upskilling yourself at a professional and a personal level as well. Because you are the community leader, so people see you as an inspiration. So if you upskill yourself, it's not only for good for you, but it's also an inspiration for others that, okay, this is a person who is an amazing web developer who knew nothing about machine learning, but today that person is developing ML libraries and contributing into the TensorFlow documentation, right? So your journey as community leaders is not only going to benefit you, but inspire the people who are around you, who come to your meetups, who are in touch with you. So just keep doing that keep your teams with you grow your teams give a chance to people who are new enthusiastic and who wants to get started because there was someone who gave you the break so keep giving those breaks and the starts to uh, young people and other than that i think the communities are here to stay it's just going to go above and upwards from here. There's no looking back. Uh, we might have different ways of catching up, be it in person or online or over the podcast like you folks are doing. Uh, but the spirit of meeting together, sharing together, speaking together remains the same. Thank you. Based on this, during the current epidemic situation, People are adapting virtual education rapidly at a massive scale. So you being an active contributor of educational programs, how do these programs empower people? And how do you think that people are evolving with ever-changing verticals? It's a tough time, but it's a good time to experiment new formats. Um, whether today or not, with or without this epidemic, uh, we would have want to go online because of the geographic um, boundaries that we have 
and uh, the limitation of traveling and the time zones that we would have as well. Experiments are useful. Yes, we are all doing it. It's difficult to say because we are just starting and people are uh, in a stage where they are trying to balance between their work, lifestyle and family and also a lot of tension around how things would work out. So I would give some time to everyone to settle over things. But uh, when it comes to experiments, I have seen the startup accelerators going live uh, with few companies around in Singapore. I have seen the hands-on code labs going live. I have seen the live concerts. The artists are coming online, Instagram, YouTube, and they are doing their concerts live. Uh, so there is nothing that cannot go live uh, uh, as per what I understand. But yes, uh, there are going to be new challenges on how do you attract more people to stay, stay and stick onto the screen. How would you incentivize them to engage with you? And how will you make them feel special by giving the attention over virtual events as well? So those challenges are coming, but uh, I think we are at the forefront of it. And I see a lot of um, Google developer groups and the women techmaker ambassadors and the Google developer experts and the developer student clubs have already been started doing that. So I think we are just on uh, a step ahead. It would be nice to see how our communities can set an example for all the rest of the communities in the world. Absolutely right. So talking about experimenting and being a change maker and founding member of 10x MBA, which is a month long mini MBA program for the next gen leaders. So how did you and the entire team decide the crucial aspects you would like to include in the program? How would the program work and how it helped you grasp approaches, knowledge and growing your expertise? It's a very interesting project. The way we started was, is there really a need of MBA? Or people just take a break, spend two years, learn things and want to come back. So then what we were figuring out is, why do people go for an MBA at a level where they are already at the mid-level mid of their career uh, or the ladder of their work? The few things that we could come up with is a couple of skills, which you see as the 10 skills, like the attention to detail and working together, um, being a good listener. So we felt that these are 10 generic values, which if a working professional can possess, then they should not be needing a full-fledged, super expensive MBA program. Rather, they could imbibe these 10 values in them and then they could take online courses which gives them the expertise of their own sector let's say of someone from financial background could learn these 10 skills practice it become good at it and then they could learn the abc of finance which is like theory by the courses that are online as well but these 10 skills that we say of 10x mba is very unique and not easily available for anyone to learn. It is something that you develop with practice and on a project-based learning. So that is how we came up with it. And yeah, the, the response overall has been positive. A lot of people shown interest in that. And uh, we keep developing new contents and exploring new areas or new organizations to partner with. 
and i think that's what is needed yes we need to go 10x everywhere uh, in our work in our life in whatever we do that should be the moonshot goal great so talking about the career people wish to move up the ladder to build their own identity individually better in all the aspects what are the key points that you'd like to highlight for a great leader an excellent manager and an amazing team member i think this is a very subjective question and it will differ from a person to person everyone will have a different take on it but a couple of things uh, which i feel would make a good leader is one um giving each and every person on your team the ownership of their work so that they feel that they are owners of their own projects second thing being transparent with what's happening if there are any changes if there's someone making mistake if there's going to be feedback to be given or if it is about being praising uh, i think being transparent helps you connect better with your teammates and your team as a manager as well you should be having a clear vision on where the team is going to lead i as a leader would have a clear vision where i would want to see my team in next 5 years then my team will also imbibe that vision and then through their programs or projects or initiative they will contribute in achieving that vision so that is a great trait of a leader and i have been fortunate enough to come across such leaders whom i not only see as my managers but beyond that great mentors so what are your personal favorite learnings from the people you worked with and the people you admire your mentors there are numerous learnings um, but uh, if i were to quote i have become better at receiving and giving feedback and that is because people did the same with me um i was hesitant in uh, being straight about giving feedback to someone or i was perhaps i might not receive the feedback well if it is something around improving when i started my career but then as i went along i felt that these kind of feedback are the kind of feedback which helps me improve and if i really work hard on those specific points to improve then it's just going to get better and it's something that you will never forget uh, one negative feedback that you get and then the improvement that you make it's going to stay with you forever so n- now i feel that okay it's so good that i have had people who have been critics who have given me difficult feedback and who at the same time also accept similar feedback from me there's no bias about it it just feels so good that you don't need to sugar coat so many things and try to say it like this and like that so it just feels good thank you for sharing this so any books podcast videos impactful content that you want to share with the audience i kind of learn a lot from experience and people so not a very book person but i do like to invest in book i was just reading somewhere that being a person who likes to read books and being a person who likes to purchase books are two different people and i'm probably the one who likes to purchase the book so you will see my shelf full with books but i don't read it so often 
but yeah, I have become fan of the podcast uh, quite recently, and uh, there is uh, one podcast of uh, Deep Mind that I listen to, which they have recently started, and they share how they work on the artificial general intelligence, which is the next booming world in the world. When I can train my machine so that it shows the intelligence which a human can show which is called artificial general intelligence that is on what deep mind research works and in their podcast series they have all their scientists researchers and the program manager talking about how do they come up with such algorithms and how have been their experiences of uh, creating alphago and all the other great things that they have been creating so i love that absolutely love that and that is my go to podcast to hear every day i go to office beyond that is also um a podcast by mckinsey if i am not wrong and that is about growth of asia so they talk about different economies um and how asia is emerging as an economy in all across the world what has happened with that and how asia is emerging other than that i just uh, love watching uh, different videos that come through my youtube uh, recommendation i also like the videos in linkedin learning uh, i have been looking at some of the videos which is on conflict resolution um how to negotiate well and those are the things that frankly i have not needed past in my life but i want to learn that so that if i come across something i know how to react and i know how to deal the situation so th- there are some great videos around then on linkedin learning as well so yeah those are my most recent go to places to learn and follow nice so you have talked about the market growth and we believe that individual people are responsible for growing the scale of a market in terms of continents so what is something that you do on a constant basis for your own growth and learning and what do you do recommend as a habit for people who want to achieve their goals Mm, i i would say i follow the same thing uh, which uh, i mentioned the podcast um the videos the courses um books whatever you like uh, in terms of tracking the habit uh, i am also trying it and i think i am in the fifth week of that uh, i prepared a habit tracker uh, we had a small workshop in the office and basically you narrow down on just two or three habits that you want to get ingrained in yourself and then you stick to it so then there's a tracker around it i'm not sure if i have acquired those habits yet i'm still doing it because i need to update my tracker but i'm hoping that i don't need that tracker anymore and another thing that i learned in the habit workshop is that if you want to start a new habit like you want to start a lot of things i would say i want to dance i want to sing i want to learn piano i want to do this that right you want to do a lot of things but then you have to prioritize them so if you incentivize your habits that after i do this then i will do this then you will be chasing your own rewards right it's like you creating a game for yourself 
and that is something which could work which i have heard but haven't seen because i'm still in the very first stage but yeah might be useful uh, for the listeners thank you apv for joining us